Thank you. You may be seated. So excited to have the TV screen. I saw this yesterday in the leaders meeting, and I said, I, I want to use that cool thing. I want to be a cool guy using cool things. And I've been processing with my friend Craig Brown before I got here, and Craig said I could have it, and then he, um, he said I couldn't have it. What do you think of about a pastor who yeses or nays, and his nays are yeses? I'll leave that to Jesus. May God help him. Well, how many of you have been at some of the meetings we've had uh, this week? Some of you have not. We've been prophesying and preaching and waiting on the Lord, and it's been good. And I, I realize, and I know your pastors will clean things up next week with their panel discussion, that, that uh, you know, the prophetic can be messy sometimes. I, 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 I know that. It's, it's like the guy that prophesied to the church and, and said, the Lord wants you to build an ark like Moses and call the animals in by two by two. And was I not with Moses when he built the ark? And did I not preserve he and his family? And the guy sits down and gets back up. Thus saith the Lord, I was wrong. It was Noah, not Moses. <laughs> or the young convert who is really trying to prophesy and give a word to the church. And he says, the Lord's displeased with this place. And he's, he is departing. He's riding Michelob on the thresholds of the door. Michelob. 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 It's just great to be here. Just so great to be here. J.O. Uh, is so encouraging and, and builds so much confidence in, in whoever's ministering here, and I appreciate that. I remember one year I was here. I've done about five or six sounds. And uh, one of the little charismatic phrases you use, you're in the vein, you know, you're in the vein, you're in the flow of what God is saying. And I, I was ministering over some, I was in your, your, the, the, the sanctuary you had before, the building you had before you came in here. And I looked up to the front and it was, it was J.O. and uh, Joe Tuttle. And they're looking at me and they're going, you're in the I'm shooting heroin? You're in <laughs> Okay. I want to I talk to you today. It's a rough crowd. It's a rough crowd here. 909. It's, just, I mean, it's, it's rough. It's rough. It's okay. Don't let them see you sweat. I want to I talk to you today why we need to hear God in this hour. Why we need to hear God in this hour. We're going to go quickly here because we've got 20 minutes. We want to get into some ministry. I have, three, I have four texts, three out of the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 1 and 2. Writer of Hebrews, many believe it's the Apostle Paul. Some think it's Timothy. Others, Apollos. Others, another source. Uh, we'll get into that, but the issue is a great book. I love the book of Hebrews. It says, long ago at many times and in many ways, notice this, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. Remember, he's addressing Jewish believers, and most likely he's addressing priests, Jewish priests who had followed the Messiah because he's speaking in priestly language. You ought to be teachers speaking to priests, and yet you need to be taught. Long ago at many times, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, notice this, he has spoken to us by his son. Yes, he has spoken to us through the gospels, absolutely, and the testimonies of the apostles as they spread the gospel throughout the earth. 
The, the Gospels were actually called the memoirs of the apostles before it was titled the Gospels that we know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He spoke to us of the epistles of the apostles and those who had seen Jesus or authorized by Jesus to write down his words. Paul's words were recognized as scriptures. We know that from 2 Timothy 3, excuse me, 2 Peter 3. But, uh, but he also spoke to them prophetically. The whole book of Acts shares that. The, the epistles talk about do not despise prophesying and prove all things and hold fast to that which is good and, and uh, test everything, but you know, don't let everything be done in decency and order. And so, so there, the, the God, Jesus spoke to us and he was speaking to us in the first century. Hebrews 3, 7 to 8. This is therefore as the Holy Spirit says today. Everyone say today. Not, not when you got saved 15 years ago, but today, if you hear his voice. Well, we need to hear our, God's voice when we got saved, and you can't get saved unless you hear God's voice. Salvation comes from a revelation. The Father reveals Jesus to us. He draws us to him. He opens our eyes. Come on, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. You know, God got him out of Egypt, didn't he? He got him through the Red Sea, didn't he? He got him, he got him some water out of the rock in the waters of Meribah. He got him to the foot of Sinai. Come on, he gave him the law. He gave him the cloud. He gave him the fire. But he didn't get them all into the promised land. They didn't keep listening to his voice. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as on the day of testing in the wilderness. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25. Now, Hebrews chapter 12 compares or contrasts two mountains, Sinai, which was it's described as one of darkness and tempest and gloom and, and, and thunder and lightning and fear and terror, and the other was Mount Zion, which was the actual place where David put his tent, where he put the very presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant, when he was king of Israel. It was there the priests worshiped 24 hours a day in his reign as the king of Israel. But he said, you have come to Zion. You've come to the assembly of, 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 uh, of the saints. You've come to a numerable company of angels, he says, to the spirits of just men who are righteous men who are made, who are made perfect. In other words, they had departed into the next life, to, to, to God who speaks better things, to a joyful festival, it says. Come on, that's what we've come. We've come to a joyful festival. Come on, because of the blood of Jesus, the atonement of Jesus, we've come to that particular place. So it says here, though, see that you do not refuse him who's speaking. Didn't say refuse him who spoke. Now, I recognize that the Bible is a closed book. In other words, there's no more scriptures being written. But the Spirit still speaks to us, still guides us. Do not refuse him who is speaking. What's God saying? Revelation 2, verse 7. You know, Jesus stands in the middle of seven churches. And he says this, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. There are things that God wants to say to every single local church. He wants to speak to it. I knew a church in, in Canada back in the, uh, it was in the 70s, where there was great mixture. There was sin in the leadership. And someone had a prophetic demonstration. They grew a beard, didn't shave. Half their face was like a baby's rear end, soft, nothing there, and a full beard was on the other half as a sign of mixture in the church. Well, that didn't happen. Well, it's too late. It did. It's a sign. Sin got exposed, but it was a prophetic demonstration by God that there's something I want to correct in my church. 
in my church. How many people know that he's active in this church? The church had a great visitation of God. There was a man that had a great gift, was an evangelist in the church. He got ticked off at the pastor. This will put the fear of God in him. He says, I'm not going to church today. He was bitter. He was angry at that pastor. I'm going to roof my house. And right during church, when he was all angry, roofing the house, he fell off his roof and died. It's good to, to reconcile with your pastor, not be mad with your pastor. Five New Testament truths. Let me lay these out from what we just read. First is this, that God spoke through prophets in the Old Testament. How did we get the Old Testament? Well, we know that Moses was a prophet. We know that Moses spoke to the domestic life of Israel, like where they're to guide in the wilderness and what they were to do and everything else. He also gave them the Pentateuch. He was a prophet. There will be a prophet, he said, they'll be greater than me, after me, he'll be greater than me. He was a prophet. The prophets of the Old Testament were enforcing the Pentateuch that, that Moses gave the children of Israel. God spoke to our forefathers by the ministry of a prophet. The second is this. Is now God now speaks to us through his son. Well, that's powerful. But how does God speak to us through his son? Well, three, he reveals himself to us, the son, Jesus, through the word. Come on, through the word. Come on, when I, every time I open my Bible, Jesus is speaking to me. He's speaking to you. It's not like we take the same verse. We have a hundred different interpretations. There's one interpretation and many applications. He speaks to me and he speaks to you through his word, but he also speaks to us through prophetic manifestations of the Spirit. Now, people say, well, the Bible is the, is the perfect thing that came. Paul said, when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part shall be done away with. And that was the Scripture. Now, unfortunately, the canonization of the Scripture, the official canonization that you know as your Bible, wasn't established until the 4th century. No, I believe the Bible. Well, it's good you believe the Bible. But the Bible cave was given to you through a lot of scholarship and integrity and the church trying to fight against heresies, what was true scripture and what was not. And that's what we got today is the 27 books of the New Testament, which we believe is inspired by God. But also that perfect canon says desire spiritual gifts, especially that you would prophesy. Well, no, that one gets cut out. Why? Because it doesn't fit my frame. Well, I can't do that. I can't. That I don't like that. Get 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 your scissors out every time you do devotions. Man, I got to take the whole thing, the good and the bad. Let it shake my thinking up, disturb me. It's good for us to get disturbed. Amen. I mean, it's always not happy. Sometimes you got to be miserable as a Christian because you're wrestling with truth. Yeah, what'd you do? I just had devotions. Working through this thing. Four, the manifestations of spirit must be in harmony with the word of God. You know, 1 Corinthians 14, 37, Paul said, he just gave a bunch of instructions to the church. And he says, if any man perceives to be spiritual or a prophet, he will know the things that I wrote you are from God. The spirit will agree. And Paul's words were considered scripture. When Paul said, not I, but the Lord, it was equal to scripture in the first century church. Going on, fifth, we are held accountable. This is good. We are held accountable to hear and do what the Spirit reveals to us. Well, that's the tough part. Paul said to Agrippa, when he stood before him in Acts 26, verse 9, he says, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Wow. You mean God could speak to me to do something, and I could refuse it? 
and I could be disobedient to the vision of God in my life? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I could actually get in trouble? Absolutely. Can a local church get a vision given by God and refuse to hear and refuse to move and get in trouble with God as a collective body? Absolutely. Revelation 2, Revelation 3. Well, those were stages of church history. That's, that's a school of thought of hermeneutics that is injected to that. Jesus was addressing local churches. I have this against you. You got this doctrine. You got, you got Jezebel. You got this. You got that. You've lost your first love. That's a good one. You know how to teach and endure good doctrine and, and you know, Test false ministries, but you lost your passion. You lost your heart. Come on, we, we, we can be disobedient to the heavenly vision. Now, why do we need to hear God in this hour? First is this, because we're living in a time of alternate realities. We're, we all feed from different news sources, absolutely. We echo our favorite analysts. We distrust We distrust government. We distrust leadership. We distrust each other. It's led to paranoia. We have, we have false prophecy going on. I'm just going to say it. False prophecy that's misled people. We've got a lot of voices. We need to hear a true voice. Amen? Second thing is this, because God must break through many voices to give a true word from him. Come on, I may hear the voice of fear or condemnation and misunderstandings or insecurities and rejections and mockings and everything else. God's got to break through those voices. Number three is because we need to work with where grace is working. I said this on Friday night, John 5, 17. Up until now, I have been, my father has been working and I have been working. I want to work where God is working. I want to figure out what he's doing. I want to harmonize with him. Last night, we, we heard that God is doing the astonishing. And so if I really want to flow with what God's doing, we got to hook up with being just wowed by God. Amen. Dependent upon God. Do God-sized things that we can't do. Believe God. Go after things. The fourth thing, because people need to see God's power, not the efforts of man. People think the church is full of our own agendas right now. We may be impressed with the church, but our, but our, but our world and our nation is not. They can be. They, they see us as self-serving. They see us as building structures where we're using, uh, we're using business practices or charismatic flim-flam men and you know, just, just gathering people. And that's what they see the church. They need to see the power of God. When an atheist gets miraculously healed, there's no argument to it. When someone is just full of skepticism, has their mail read, they're just, okay, then God is truly among you. But we need to see God convince people. Fifth thing is because God's people need nearness and comfort. I didn't know he's with me. I talked about that on Friday night. I need to know he sees me. I, I need to know he's not leaving me alone. The sixth reason, because, God, because hearing God brings deliverance. He said, well, we have the Bible, Bob. Yes, and the Bible, can, truth can jump up and, and just deliver me. But sometimes when I'm reading the Bible, there are other voices hindering me. Have you ever experienced that? You lay out your, your devotions, you're reading your word, but there's other voices that you can't shake, ruminating in your mind and your heart. There's other voices coming to me. 
that I can't shake. Come on, the voice of God breaks through and kills that voice. My wife, back in 1979, we were first married and just we were just saved, and she was tormented by a bunch of guilt from what took place before the cross and just couldn't shake it. And she was tormented. And they were going to throw us up in this meeting the next night on the platform in front of everybody, lay hands on us, a team of prophets, four of them, and just prophesy the word of the Lord, which, by the way, all of it happened in 79, all came to pass. That night before I got up, I got out of bed, I went in my living room, and I said, Lord, my wife is under condemnation. Lord, tomorrow night, address it and break it off of her. They ministered everything that we're doing now and, and fulfilled, and they were all done, and then one of the prophets jumped up. His name was Frank Damasio. He leads MFI right now. Didn't know us. 26 years old, I think. He was about 26, 27 years old. And he says, I've seen during the struggle prophesying over Sue that the enemies come to you and say, what about this and what about that and what about this? You're under the blood. You are a daughter of the king. And when he comes to you and says, what about this, what about that? You're to say, Manasseh, Manasseh, the Lord has caused me to forget. She never came under condemnation again. Well, it's deliverance. We get deliverance. We want chains coming off. We sang about it. It's great to sing about it. Freedom. But we got to break it off of people. Because seventh, we need to understand what God is doing so we can submit to his will. But I don't know what he's doing. I can't submit. We use a phrase like, man, God read your mail. God knows your address. But yeah, but there's a human part. Let's not do, whoa, now they got to go to work. If you're called to be a teacher, you got to start studying. Called the prophetic, you got to start praying, interceding, fasting, getting the mind of God. Called to missions, you got to prepare. Come on, you're called to serve, you got to develop skills. Come on, it's not just, woo, read your mail, knows where you live. Well, that's nice, but this is not about that. This is not about bringing an ooh and an ah. This is about people grabbing a hold of that, putting their shoulder to the plow, and fulfill the word of God and do your part. Come on. Now, what is God saying to us in this hour? I'm, I'm going to give you a word. People are going, this is what God is saying to the church. I'm going to tell you exactly what I think God is saying to the church at large. Four things, very quickly. One, the preeminence of Christ in the church. You know, think about the in hymns in the book of Ephesians. I mean, in hymns. If you go, I got them all highlighted here, all my in hymns in the book of Ephesians. Uh, you know, Paul said, Ephesians 1, 7, in him we have redemption. Verse 10, chapter 1, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him. Verse 11, chapter 1, in him we have obtained an inheritance. Verse 13, chapter 1, in him you also, when you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Chapter 2 and verse 5, by grace you've been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ. Verse 18, chapter 2, for through him we both have access in the spirit to the Father. Come on, verse uh, verse 20, Christ Jesus himself being the, the, the cornerstone, in whom, in him, the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. It goes on. It's in him, in him, in him. It's with him. It's through him. It's about Jesus. I think God is done with celebrities. I think God is done with who's who in the kingdom of God. I think God's done with all that. Yes, I believe in leadership. 
But ma'am, he wants to raise up an army of ordinary people to do extraordinary things for God. My wife and I are heading to Central Asia, and there are people who do exploits from God that will never be on the cover of Christianity Today or Charisma Magazine. I mean, God has heroes all over the world, only known by God. I was with a bunch of Iranians one time in Turkey, had 35 of them. I trained them for a week, did communion. They held the emblems. I said, I want you to tell me as you're holding the emblems of the body and the blood of Jesus, what Jesus has done through you. This one dignified Persian lady, she said, well, I have prayed for 80 people and all 80 people have been healed. Well, where's that lady? She may be in heaven. She may have been martyred. She's not known to you, but she's known to him. I appreciate people have a platform to bring influence, but they put their pants on the same way we do. That's what our football coaches used to tell us when they were twice our size. They put their pants on, <laughs> same as you, yeah, but they're a lot bigger pants than mine. <laughs> my wife's not impressed with anybody who's got, you know, some popularity. She was at my son-in-law's house who knows a lot of big-name people, and a birthday party for one of the grandkids and she's trying she walked up to him and said chat chat go help your dad with his bike and 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 chad goes just kind of laughs and he goes hey uh sue uh, mom meet uh meet, say hi to tim hi how you doing now chad you need to get over there she ran over and put the bike together with uh, chad's dad and uh my daughter one of my daughters came up to him and said mom did you realize that was tim tebow <laughs> oh yeah hi Fix the bike. <laughs> My son-in-law is a famous national preacher on TV all the time, and some kid at a, at a conference said, well, you're Chad Beach's father-in-law? I used to be known by my own name. <laughs> and the kid says, oh, that must be like so much fun at your house, like at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, yeah, we sit at his feet, and angel dust comes down. It's good. <laughs> Second, God's calling us to a cross life. Paul said this, But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. I know we got our big identity teachings going on right now, and I embrace them and endorse them, but we're incomplete. You know, I am who he says I am. You know, I am, you know, chosen. I am adopted. I'm forgiven. But we miss all the other parts, like I am crucified. I am dead in Christ. We don't sing those songs. Once again, those scissors. We got those scissors. I boasted Jesus because so, I'm a son. Yeah, but you're also dead. You lose your rights. Three is the radical presentation of an offered life. This is how Paul ended his journey. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. Every day in the Jewish practice of the temple, they offered a burnt offering. I mean, they burnt the whole animal. 
carried it outside of the city and emptied its ashes, speaking of Jesus being crucified outside of the city of Jerusalem. And when they offered the burnt offering, they took a chalice of wine and they poured it out on the floor. Empty. I'm emptying myself morning and night to you. The kingdom of God is what we belong to. That means he's a king. Now we have to make a decision whether we're tourists in that kingdom or residents. We're residents. We live in it day and night. We submit to it day and night. The other last thing God's saying to us is the commitment to fulfill the mission of God. Jesus breathed out his disciples, excuse me, John 20, 21. He says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. I'd like to just remind us he's in the sending business. You know, some of my children are really scared of COVID and stuff. We're, we kinda, we're careful. You see us masking. We do all that type of stuff. But, you know, they almost want me to be quarantined. And the issue is, is that the church doesn't stop. The, the mission is still intact. The call of God's still there. I'm not going to take a year and a half break. I don't, I don't have, before Jesus, I don't have that opportunity. I don't have that privilege. You don't have that privilege. we got to fulfill the mission of God. And you know what? We can be safe and hygiene and everything else, but we can't just ignore those people out there that need to be touched with the gospel. We have a mission to fulfill. We have a mission to fulfill. Would you stand to your feet with me right now? Jesus, we want to hear your voice. As the team comes up here, we want to hear your voice today in Jesus' name. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, that you have chosen us. And Lord, we want to go up on the cross and die with you to say, Lord, our life is in your hands. Lord, we're pouring ourselves out as a drink offering. We're going to engage in the mission you have given us. We're going to declare and proclaim the gospel. We thank you today, Lord, that your anointing is on us. Lord, we can hear your voice and we want to respond. We want to be obedient. We don't want to harden our heart. We want to run after your call and your purpose in our life. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said amen. 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 Is my team up here? Amen. God is good. God is good. He is so good. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, speak to us. the Lord has me wearing these necklaces this year when I was young the Lord asked me what uh, when is it a good day for you Natalie <laughs> I said when I've got my whole to-do list done and you know everything I want to do I, I finished it and he said no it's a good day when it's poured out as a drink offering that's when it's a good day and uh, he asked me one more question. He said, when is it a good life for you, Natalie? And I'm a quick learner. <laughs> Instead of saying, well, when all my expectations are fulfilled, 
I said, Lord, when my life is a drink offering. And the Lord is saying uh, to us that he wants you to pour it out. And so beautiful, I'll pass the Bob Todd on this today. But your best life is a poured out life. And I want to challenge you not to spare your oil for yourself, but to pour it out. And as it pours out, it multiplies. And it has nothing to do with your personality or your comfort levels. God just bursts right through that. And your greatest life is a life poured out. And I saw this young, young mother here on the second row. And, uh, you know, the Lord is saying, you are a, a mother who raises giant slayers. And you are, you are. And it is, uh, it, as the Lord is raising you, you raise them. You don't have to have a whole system in place beforehand. But as he speaks to you and teaches you, you teach them. Just like a bird, you know, eats and then regurgitates and gives it to, to the chicks. The Lord says, do that. But on top of that, make sure that you train others. Make sure you write things down. There was, there's a, was a humble pastor in Seattle that I read his biography. And he's world-renowned because he would write and he would write in his books about these amazing pastors in Seattle that did astonishing things, but I'd never heard of them. Why? None of them have ever heard of them because they never thought about the next generation. They never thought about those coming after them. So I want to challenge you to write. As the Lord is giving you those nuggets, write them down for others. Amen? Blogging, books, whatever that may be. And there's a, there's a lady here, and the Lord says, you're a mama. You're a mama uh, in the faith, and you are to pour out again and again. This is not the end. This is the beginning of a revival in you that all that God has given you, he wants you to pour it out in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for the assignments on all of our lives. This is a year of a great move of God. Those of us who've never had our own disciples, the Lord is adding tens to us. He's adding fifties to us. He's adding hundreds to us and even thousands to us as we are people who give ourselves to God's ability. Amen. Who give ourselves to the fear of the Lord, who give ourselves to honor the Lord. God wants to multiply each and every one of you individually. In Jesus' name. Sir, um, you guys can have a seat, yes. I want you to stand, though. Uh, this is going to be real brief. I felt like there was bands around your ankles, and that your, all, each step has been like this. And that there's just been restriction to your steps. But God is showing me that your steps are about to get larger, larger steps. And the restrictions have been caused by, uh, you know, past failures, past things, and, and they've held you back. And so you don't want to get caught up into the same traps of the past. But the Lord says, don't worry about being caught up in the same traps of the past because you were caught in those traps because you were not guided. But this season, you're guided. You're a guided person. You have God guiding you. Your steps are ordered from this point on. Your steps are ordered of the Lord. And God says, you've only seen a marginal level of success. I'm about to explode in your life in a, in a major way. Don't, don't think what you've done has been so big because God says, I got bigger for you. I've got bigger for you. And so he's taking you out of marginal steps and marginal success into big strides. Come on, somebody. 
Come on, somebody, big strides. We're going to get into big stride season. So just know that God is taking the little bands off of you and that, that, the, that even the, the, the around you, there's just been just family trauma and, and, and troubles. But God says he's, he's blowing and he's wiping all of those all of those winds that have been contrary to what God has said for you and what God has for you are being removed. So he's going to restore. He's going to restore what was stolen and he's going to quicken what has been held back. New season for you. Man, I got caught up in your shoulders, bro. And when I looked at you, I saw your shoulders and your shoulders just hit me in the eye. It just was like amazing. And God says, I'm going to use his shoulders. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him, he's a, he's a trainer and he's going to train people. And he's going to raise up people. And he says, I'm going to give you gyms and gyms. But not only that, but I'm going to give you connection to people that you wanted to connect with, like people of, of influence and people of power. And, and God says, I'm going to bring you from the highest level of those that are in, 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 in military and those I'm going to train them and I'm going to take you to those that are in 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 stardom and sports I'm going to take you to these realms of of influence because I'm going to use what you've been working on in the in the physical and the natural but you want to get to their heart and God says I'm going to use my your physical to get to their heart but I'm going to give you your own places your own spaces God's going to give you retail space you know like like gyms and things of that sort God's going to do that for you and you've been wanting it and things have been held up financially for it. But God says, all of the finances are coming in. I'm going to bring people who just want to sow into it and want to seed into it. And they're going to say, I see it. I see it on you. So go ahead and flex those shoulders and bust people's eyes out. Man, there's a couple that, and you have like a light blue dress shirt and you have your arm around your wife. If you could stand for us. Just that the Lord is, um, there's a great curiosity is the word that I find over you. You have an interest to know details. You have your hands in a lot. I'm talking to uh, you uh, there. You have an interest in in very detailed work. I see you working with um, even like a laboratory sort of a setting where there's stations and stations and you're working with people. And uh, all of this is because your mind is... uh, You've prepared, you've studied, and you are in the you're in the zone of where you want to be at this time. God is coming to say to say to you, I'm going to give you new creative angles on this work. I'm going to give you new ideas, and I'm already putting some new. Uh, it's like um, a technology that involves. Um, there's a research technology in you to uh, discover something that is in a breakthrough phase. And God has put in you, oh man, I've got a, a, a desire to solve almost like a puzzle. Uh, uh, you're solving some things that are going to be in great, uh, in great need for people. And it, it's going to bless many people. But God comes today and says, I want to come and just be all over your life and your family. I come today to to uh, bring a wind of the spirit in your relationships and your family. There's a, a fresh thing. As you press into me, says Lord, I am going to meet you. I will meet you in every angle. And woman of God, you've been praying. You've been praying and asking God, when would we see uh all that my heart desires. I don't want to get too specific here and lay you all out in front of everyone, but God is 
God is coming today to answer the desire of your heart for for you know what it is. And there is a there's an answer in every single one of those three areas. I see the number three. You've got this, this, and this. And and the central core of it is family issue. God is coming to answer, to bring a resolution to trouble today. And he loves the two of you. He's called the two of you a plug in. Ask God for more. Man of God, you got a you've got such a gift in your field that God is going to add to and open the door. Don't think it's all, yes, you're talented, but God wants to add more to that. He wants to add the the creativity. He didn't he make all things. Everything that we see in the night sky, I love that. Everything that we see from the the most microscopic even atomic detail, God has put that together and keeps that in motion. Amen. Thank you. We got um, this young man right here. Um, yeah, in the leather jacket, if you could stand up. I just, uh, I saw the weirdest picture. Like you have a, uh, you have a stick in your hand. It's almost like one of those, um, <laughs> my grandsons love the ninja stick. Thing. I don't even know what that thing, what do you call that stick that they, a nunchuck? Yeah, I feel like I see these tools in your hand that are almost weapon things like, you know, uh, and I, it's like this anime cartoon might, you know, try to not, I'm not good at knowing all the words for things, but I see it in your hand. It's a tool. It's a weapon. And God says, I want to replace the weapons that you have been fighting with, with spiritual weapons. Today is the day to make a divine exchange. I've called you to be a warrior. I've called you to fight battles for people. You got a great empathy for people that are trodden down and been mis treated and been misunderstood and God wants to put spiritual weapons today would you put your hands up and just as a signal that you know hey you're open for the spiritual weapons okay today God is putting in spiritual weapons for you and that is going to come as you tap into him as you pray for those things as you ask God to give you wisdom and discernment I just pray wisdom and discernment all over you today that God would give you exactly what you need to fight the battles that you want to fight, to see justice done. Justice, that's the word for you, justice. You want justice done. And today the Lord says, I come alongside. If you call on me, says the Lord, I will come to your aid and I will give you the weapons of warfare, the spiritual weapons that you need to do justice for people, to you, to find, to even to release people to be, release people from the giants that Pastor J.O. was talking about. Tap into leadership. Tap into the teaching of the word, says the Lord. And you're going to find the truth of the word is going to give you victory. Amen. Oh, good words. Good words. My, uh, my brother, one, two, three, four, you got kind of a summary bun on. And uh, why don't you stand up? Big guy. Big guy of the bear. God bless you. And was that your wife that was right next to you? I'm going to give you the word, and you can share it with her. But uh, I know. Well, I'll, I'll find her afterwards. I'll, I'll, I'll make this a complete package, Randy. You got, a, you got a lot of fight in you. You got a lot of fight in you. And uh, God is going to um, God is going to turn that fight into a fight for him. And uh, World War II, 
was was won by the basically the leadership of what they called non-commissioned officers. They were the master sergeants that were in the foxholes and the platoons and with the men, and it was the master sergeants, they say, that won the European campaign. It wasn't the generals and lieutenants and the officers, it was the non-commissioned. God's put a non-commissioned anointing on you. And you're gonna be one who's gonna sell the vision to this house, one-on-one -on -one in conversations. You're going, to, you're, just, you're going to exude the, the spirit of what God wants to do. You're going to buy into that. You got, you got persuasion and you got authority. In other words, people, you know what? It makes sense what he's saying. And uh, I remember doing a building campaign one time. They just wanted me to find all my middle tier leaders. Said, what? That, those are the people who are going to sell your program. And you're going to be one of those middle tier leaders that's going to sell this house. There's a Caleb spirit on you. And that Caleb spirit says that we can't. Come on, yeah, they're giants, and yeah, there's this, but we can. And you're going to sell the we can into people's hearts. There's a pillar anointing on the two of you. you, you you're solid. I mean, we're going to stick our roots here. And we're going we're gonna to put our standard up, and, you know, <clears throat> it's, a, it's our lentil field, okay? And no Philistine's going to take it, okay? This is what we're going to do. We're going to do it with the promises of God for our family. We're going to do it in our life, and we're going to do it for this church, we are going to see the full inheritance, and we're going to stick in there until it is fulfilled. And that doesn't sound like too dramatic, like shaking nations, but the church is built on people like you. And if we don't have people like you, the church is done. It has to happen, and you're going to have that. You're going to influence five and tens and small groups and individuals. You're going to help people process through their questions. And there's a great grace in you, brother, for someone just to kind of spill their guts and be frustrated, have a bad attitude, say a few swear words, and you just kind of don't judge them. Let them kind of get all the poison, the guck out, and then, hey, okay, let's talk through this. You're going to be a renewer of people's minds. You've got to think it this way, and that's, that's what God's grace is going to give you. And I, I, I see you, I see you, sister, I, I see you texting people and calling people. You just got this encouragement spirit on you. You just, just encourage her. You're just running around and putting courage in you and putting courage in you. And who needs to be lifted up today? You're just like pom-poms, cheerleader, go. I'm telling you guys, you're going you're gonna to create environment and atmosphere here just by what you do. Let grace come on you. And what's happening is that you will know this. You'll be a Matthew 6:33 family to seek first the kingdom of God, and just all things are going to be added to you. Blessing of the Lord will overtake you. You will have financial blessings you can't explain. You will have open doors financially that you don't understand. You will say, well, we're going to talk to you about how all this came because this is wild stories. And it's because of your heart and your faith. Paul said this, may God show mercy on the household of, of Onesiphorus, because he came to me, he was not ashamed of my chains, and he often refreshed me. Because you will refresh the house. God, it will refresh your house. And one last thing, and then we're going to wrap up here today. Brother, with the, you have a derby hat on and a beautiful beard, and I'm um, looking right at you. God bless you. I'm, I'm taking it that's your wife there. Amen. Correct. Okay. Hey, uh, you, uh, in the faith... Are one tough dude. It doesn't matter what life is throwing at you, and life is throwing at you a ton of stuff. You know, some people just have more contradictions and wild storms and accidents and situations than other people. They just have. But it's never deterred your faith. 
It's never like, you know, where's God? You don't, you don't walk around blaming God. You don't understand like people are angry at God. He's God's God, and I submit to his sovereignty, and I know he's, he's watching out for my good. And, uh, you know, you're just like this steady eddy that, that you can't get knocked down. I mean, you just will not go down. You're like Rocky Balboa. You may not win the fight, but you go all 15 rounds. I mean, that's, that's the way you're made. And it's just there's a solidity in your house. There's a solidity in your marriage because we just do what God says no matter if we feel like it or not, we do it. But the Lord wants to renew you today. I think one of the things that's taken place in all the fights you've been in and stuff is a little bit of reservation of you know, where I should use my gift. Sometimes even a little bit of cynicism. You know, I've been on those type of programs and I've kind of done that and, you know, what's what happens and I'm not going to get too excited about that. God wants to get you re-excited because you have a whole bunch to give to the people of this church. There is a word in you. I, I, I actually see you doing Bible studies. I see you opening the word for people. And just, the, just here's, here's what Paul was saying. And here's how we got to live this out. Wow, I never saw it like that. I got to live that out. God is going to do wonderful things. And I, I really believe even for you, sister, this is a time of great renewal. I, I feel God wants to do something for you physically. There's a physical touch he wants to put on your body. And so I don't know what anything's going on with you right now, but I'm praying in Jesus' name for the, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will also bring life to your mortal body. I, I pray against things that are uh, dis, uh, not efficient right now operating. And I, I believe that you're going to be like uh, someone on a new set of vitamins. There's just going to be a thrust of energy. There's just been a, just, I got like a weight vest on. I'm just kind of dragging this thing and God's going to release that. He's coming with a joy in your own heart, in your own spirit. You're going to enjoy the presence of God like you haven't in a long time because he's going to come and water you. Father, water her right now. Touch her body, the power of God, resurrect her. God, this couple just needs to get engaged in the game because you have need of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You got to do gospel. We got one more? I just be real quick. Just for you, uh, the, 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 re the reproach, the things that people don't understand about you, the gentleman that you prayed for, uh, the Lord says that, you yes yeah the the he uses the things that aren't understood to confound the wise and so he wants you to know that he's going to remove anything any stain any reproach so that you can actually confound the wise prepare yourself for that and this gentleman this young boy right here young guy i gotta be quick about it i'm sorry yes you stand for a second um you're 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 the 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 frustration that you have around school the frustration that you have around uh, the education and what you're experiencing, God's going to remove that. He's going to give you real peace so that you can, you can manifest the intelligence that you actually have. You're not frustrated with the learning, but you're frustrated with other things. And God really wants to, you to manifest the intelligence that you have. You're very bright. You're very brilliant. And God doesn't want the spirit of rejection that you encounter in that, that, that realm to stop you from being the person that he called you to be. You're very smart. And God's hand is on you. So I want you to, to be strong in that, encouraged in that. And then, you know, if we can, if we can, there's, there's an, I was, adenoids, I asked my wife what, what adenoids are, but God's healing adenoids, people who have problems with adenoids, you know what that is. You know what that is if you know, if you have it. So God releases healing to you. 
And just, and if you just receive, I think the word of the Lord for everyone here is to prepare yourself for, for God's hand to come through you. However God wants to speak to you, he can speak to each and every one. I, I'm, I, I'm a believer of the corporate hearing that everyone can hear. So if you just give one, 30 seconds, I believe God will just drop something in your spirit. I've had God speak to me in, in one, one word and it unfold a, a chapter in my heart. And so we don't have time to prophesy over everybody here, but I, I just feel like there's a corporate anointing. Will you just lift your hand and just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to each and every one of you while you're in the atmosphere of the prophetic. In just 30 seconds, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you activate hearing in each and every one of them. You activate seeing in each and every one of them. You're answering questions right now, and you are, you are setting standards, and you're setting direction, and we thank you for doing it, and you're releasing your healing in Jesus' name. Amen.